This is your host with the most, so have a toast, Lita Johnson. And we are about to get into things here for foul leader. I'm talking about for the Nova and Penn State depth charts. You have to understand that, you know, a lot, a lot of people in Villanova are just wanting to know where the direction is. Penn State is just stacked and loaded, man. It's just um, It's always one key component. And I think this year it was just Sean Clifford. There wasn't a backup quarterback at the time. I mean... <sighs> Christian Velou could could have definitely been, listen, he could have definitely been in there before Roberson, but they probably didn't know. You know, that quarterback was recruited by this offensive coordinator. You know, Roberson was recruited by a whole nother, you know, it was different. I don't think they even planned to have him ready for this offense. It's just so different. And Robeson now has uh, – Taquan Robeson has transferred and somebody's going to get a good talented quarterback. Just like a Will Levi. I mean, look where he went. So this is not Franklin. You know, uh, Levi didn't want to battle with Clifford. So he went to Kentucky. Robeson just knew the direction of the team. He knew the offense wasn't his. And he knew at the, at the Christian V did his thing. I mean, what, what, what does it look like for you right now? You can clearly see somebody's more ahead of the game than you. And Christian V is up. I mean, you got Drew Alar coming. You got Bo Pabula. You got him coming. But, you know, I just think that uh, Robeson made the right choice. Now, let's get into Penn State's depth chart. We're not going to talk about the Arkansas game. We're going to talk about next year's possibilities. And I had gotten to the depth charts. I did. I got into the depth charts once before. A Villanova's and Penn State's depth chart. Let's talk about that. Let's break down some things. First, we talk Nova. I just feel um, you look at this roster and look at, you know, the, the, who's committed and who's coming. Villanova has one of those rosters, man. I don't, I think people are looking right past them. Extreme right, right past them. You got a red shirt freshman and 6'4", 310. Timu as your rule two two, if I'm saying this right, but you see this guy play, you see his size, he's definitely gonna be a guard or a tackle. He can do either one. I think a guard is bigger, better. He's he's um, more athletic than I thought. I think he'd be a real good player. He's um he was starting in the game against South Dakota State. Six one two oh five Jaquan Allen, three star wide receiver, end up being a junior next year. I see him getting so much time with uh. Des Boykin gone. He's going to be their third receiver. And that's going to be a problem for people to see Pringle and Hayek with him. Uh, 
I'm looking at these depth charts. You got Pringle and Hayek. It's, it's going to be back next year. And what people, I'm going to say this first and foremost, the Connor Watkins. Now, I asked Mark Ferranti at the press conference, at the post-conference, um, post-press after the South Dakota State game. Um, and, you know, he's always going to be a quarterback competition, which is rightfully so. But Watkins has been that guy. It's just like when, um, if you want to be all, all the way honest, McSorley was leaving Penn State, and you saw Clifford getting a lot of those snaps coming in the game. You know, people was like, you know, I mean, I just knew it. Cliff was next. He was already next. But Connor Watkins was recruited before Ricky Ortega. There is a, a, situ- a situation where you just, they go in there and Ricky Ortega can take the job. And for people that's talking about his injuries, he's perfectly cool. Ortega's perfectly cool. You see, like, my thing is this. He hasn't even got in games yet, and people are already talking about his injury concerns. Like, he hasn't even took no hits. He hasn't even went on injury. Like, come on, man. Unbelievable. Like, there's no way you can, like, no way you can go into a season when a guy hasn't even put in no reps. They're not believing in Connor Watkins right now, which is crazy. This guy's a dual threat quarterback. With a, he's a gunslinger. You're going to love Connor Watkins. They're going to love Connor Watkins at quarterback for Villanova. And that, that's my pick. He even said Quater Ismail is still looking at the playbook, still knows the offense. But Quater Ismail has clearly proven, just like his counterpart, the legacy of Rocker Ismail, Quadri Ismail, that he has hands. You can see it. I mean, more work. By the time camp comes in, Quater Ismail is, I can see six, seven guy becoming the tight end. You, and it's such a great position for Villanova because you still got Mitchell Bothwell, three-star out of Texas. You still got Antonio Johnson, another three-star tight end for the next class. And so you can get you some experience in there. Charlie Gilroy is another guy. I mean, Jack Stanton. But I just think Ishmael is that guy. Now, who who comes in after that? Who do I bet? I don't know. Uh, Villanova is like any other team that, that values experience. Because we didn't see Bothwell or Johnson catch the ball this year. The second tight end to catch the ball was uh, Ishmael. And you had guys like uh, Gilroy in there. I mean, they're looking at the experience. Gilroy was a walk-on, walk-on star in FCS. They get those chances. And, and you know, like Michael Corby, Colin Gamroth, there you go. Now, first we want to start, uh, like I said, the quarterback is Connor Watkins. Look at the running backs. I mean, Jaden Jackson and Justin Covington. I mean, I had to take a little pause. They're going to be missed, man. They're going to be missed. You know, uh, shout out to Covington, Justin Covington, who... You know, uh, shout out to him and his mom. Great duo right there. I mean, great mom, great son, heart of a, a lion, one of, a Villanova legend. It's not too many running backs can average 5.8 yards per carry his whole career. It's not too many running backs that can have 7.5 yards per carry one year, 8 yards per carry the next. And, and another year. Like, he's a phenomenal talent. That is no question. He's phenomenal. Like, 
listen, he gets in the combine and acts up, he's going to be a guy to be drafted. And I say fifth round, sixth round. That could happen automatically, fifth, sixth round. That's only because of how they, you know, if he would have came in, played more games. You know, more yards, but unfortunately it didn't happen. But he still had a good season. Justin Covington had uh, 764 yards last year. I mean, and that's like, it's really hard to say. Like, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> Six touchdowns and 128 carries. I um, we talk about this running back position. It was a, a strength, and it really took them down in that South Dakota State game when they couldn't run the ball. It showed you the strength of Villanova was definitely running, and they needed that. Jalen Jackson, when he when his number was called, he got down. I think he was one of those weapons who you just wanted to see more of. Jalen Jackson, yo, Jalen Jackson is still one of my favorite players, period, ever in Villanova. He had 598 yards last year. He had 6.1 yards per carry, seven touchdowns. He had a good season, and, and both of them are going to get looks. That's just, they're both going to get looks. Now, let's go to D. Will Barley and T.D. A.O. Durajahi. These guys are going to impact. A.O. Durajahi in his time, 5.4 yards per carry. D. Will Barley in his time, 4.1, 4.32 yards. They both will be the leading guys to lead it off. But you got guys coming in. Let's talk about the 2022 recruiting class. Eli Smith, I could see him getting some touches. But the 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 back and forth for them two, they're not going to just rush Eli in there. It's going to be TD and it's going to be Barley. And you shouldn't feel bad about these two. <laughs> they did it before when Jackson and Covington was out. If anybody forgets, I mean, these guys can play. TD is a – I got so much – Barley coming out of high school, I was like, oh, this guy, his tape was crazy. Fast, quick, feet. Clarifying um, one thing I want to say is that um, Matt Colantuano is a, is a guy that you have to look at, too. I think that's the guy that's underrated. He's a real tough back. Um, he's a guy that's going to get some reps. You got to look at him, Eli Smith. If I'm saying that last name right. Uh, Eli Smith will be a guy to come in there and definitely play. Um, you look at so many players on Villanova that play the running back position. We're going to talk about Matt. Um, my guy, Matt, if I say this right, Colantuano, he was a 2020 Commit, and the thing is here. The thing is here. He's all-purpose back. He can catch that ball. I mean, in high school, 
561 passing yards, seven touchdowns. Excuse me, not passing yards, but he had 105 receptions for 882 yards. He's an all-purpose guy. He does his thing. That was when he, you know, had to, um, you know, they let him pass the ball too, which is crazy. Um, he's also a guy that had 1,679 rushing yards with 20 touchdowns. He's a little guy. Like, I'm talking about a guy that's 5'9", that can get in between. When he starts running, people, he's an underrated guy out there. Matt Colan Tuano, I'm doing that right. Say, remember his name, Matt Colan Tuano. He's a guy, you're looking at Eli Smith. These are two young guys coming in. They're going to do their thing. Now, when you look at certain play, this running back position, you look at certain players, this has to be a strong position. And I think it is. It's still a strong position because you still got guys like Ayo Durajayi and you still got guys like Barley that are going to lead the pack. You don't need all four to go. It's, you're just blessed to have four guys that can that can work. I mean, TD has so much speed as a track star, man. I really think he could be the best one out of all of them. I mean, I just love his speed and power. I do. But Barley's so tough. Barley's put on shows many times, over 500 yards last year. They had a good running attack. Rod receivers. It's a lot of things that, um, looking at the receivers, it's just so many different levels and avenues that can go. Where, where, we want, where do you want to start at when you talk with wide receivers, Villanova? Where do you want to go? Ethan Carr. Oh, my God. Man, such a good commit in 2021. Such a good commit. You can talk about Daniel Lopez. Okay, you can talk to that guy. You can talk in so many ways, shape, form, or fashion about wide receivers. Like, we have to get down to this wide receiving room. And that's because Pagan took over. Look at Quiet Ismail. This is in, in the tight end coach. Listen, these coaches are good. I, I don't think they get what they're supposed to get. They don't get that 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 credibility. Irene, I'll say the name. There's another name, and this guy is explosive. It's like Pringle. It's like having another Pringle. Naga Bonziza. Now, when I saw this guy play, another Texas, going to Texas again. This is the games he had. The games this guy had. I, Cause I, what I do is you see guys and either you've seen them in, on clips before and you put the clips to the side and say this guy looks good, or you get film. I get film. I get guys all the time telling me, "Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at this guy." Email me, tag me on Twitter, or put him in my DM. And he was the one guy that before Villanova offered him. Like I, I would see his clip and be like, "He's fast. Let me get back to him." Ooh, what a game! But when they, when soon as they offered him, man, I start looking at these games. I said, "This guy's crazy." And I look at his film. There was some I didn't get all the game. I don't get all the games. I just saw some. I was like, "Oh my god!" So you put him in the offense with both. Jesus, let Pagan coach him. I mean, their receivers now. If you look at their receivers now and what they have stacked up, that's just crazy. That's unbelievable. 
to look at the receivers they have now. Like, if anybody's been paying attention to the recruiting process, the receivers, Jesus Christ. Unbe, listen, it's hard to get the type of guys they got. And then they get Nathaniel Hill this year, 6'3", two out of Texas. They are, they are attacking Texas. You know, before Villanova, Penn State, Jersey, Maryland, Virginia, Connecticut, Delaware, New York, you know they're going to go there. But, man, to go down south and, and talent wrench Texas and get some of the guys that they got, this is going to be a different team for the future. The receivers itself, like, do y'all think I was, I was in the uh, – I'm not going to say the analyst's name. You know, shout out, you know, you know, but he was, I was like, he, I was like, no, we're going to be this good next year. He's like, you think so? I said, yeah, kind of Watkins at quarterback. He talking about the situational punter. Huh. And it was like a little laugh. Huh. I'm like this <laughs> almost, you know, I'm a Nova guy, you know, Penn State Nova. I'm it's, it's a little bit of personal down there in my stomach. I'm like this guy here. I had to let him know kind of Watkins is a dual threat beast, man. Yeah, wait till y'all see this man play. I mean, he has a fan base. He's going to be one of those guys to really perform. I just pick him. Not saying Ortega or Ishmael couldn't do it because both of them are talented, especially Ortega. You know, Ishmael was another guy when they got him. You know, he could perform. But these two guys now are so much ready for quarterback. They're just ready to be leaders for quarterback. I think Ishmael's natural position because of his legacy has always been receiver. He, he looks so... Like, I know that Ferranti is on that sideline like, this guy can be a receiver. You know why I think he's like that? Because I remember when I said, yo, why, what was the move? I asked Ferranti, I said, at the post-press conference, I said, why did you move Ishmael to tight end? Why did you do that? What made you do that? He was like, I mean, you know, I want to get him some time, which was an answer that I also could have expected because, you know, you get a guy, and he was one of your highest recruits in that class, to future the quarterback and other guys took over. So you want to be righteous as, as a, as a, as a coach and try to give him some time somewhere else. That's any coaches do that. And he also said, man, I mean, six, seven, six, 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 seven target. I mean, to look at that target was, that means he impressed in practice. And <laughs> when they, 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 they tried it out. Okay. His, his popping them catch. Let's see if he can do it. Oh, they probably asked him, do you feel like, do you, do you want to play receiver? Just like your, 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 uh, your, your, your people, your. Everybody <laughs> ain't say that, but you know, Rocket and Quadri played, and they played for an extensive, productive time. Rocket playing with the Raiders and Quadri playing with the Vikings. They played for an extensive time, man. That's a legacy passed down. He has natural hands, and he's not even perfected his craft. He runs, he runs decent routes. It's not solidly decent. That's good for a guy that hasn't even played it. He's always impacted. He could be the listen. I, I'm gonna say this. He's the he's the prospect. He's the one to watch. The player to watch out of all of them, because he could have a super big year and he could mess around and get drafted. Especially with his, I'm just saying his legacy is is, is on the line. Not saying I'm talking about his legacy puts him on another pedestal. But then, if he produces with his legacy. I mean, the vouch that he can get from Rocket and Quadri and then Villanova being successful and then him having good numbers just puts the icing on the cake. Him having good numbers just wakes the the talks up. 
Because everybody wants a six 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 seven quarter uh, tight end. Look at Dallas Goddard, Jack Ertz six five. Dallas Goddard six six. I mean, Mike Jacecki out of Penn State. I mean, when guys are six six and can catch that ball and athletic like that, like you're you're a one up. Looking at receivers, like I said, Nathaniel Hill, he just, these receivers, I really like these receivers. I told you Lopez, Carr, Nagamanziza. I was going to say Irene, I'm sorry. My boy Matt C and Irene. Uh, I'm sorry messing up y'all names, man, if I, if I am. But um, Daniel Lopez, they got, I mean, I can't, the, the, the training camp battle I want to see is the receivers. I would love to be front and center for that. They even had the pre-Bryant, which ended up being a bad situation, kind of like the Ashim Young Penn State situation. That guy had enormous talent, and then boom, just goes away because get in trouble, man. Y'all got to stay out of trouble, man. Get your heads right when you got something pointing at you. Now, tight ends, like I said, Mitchell Bothwell and Antonio Johnson are in the tuck. Still got Jack Stanton there. But, man, you got two, three-star. I'm really excited about Bothwell and Johnson. That was just two good pickups for Villanova, man. I, I didn't even expect them to get, like, both of them, man, because I was like, people always come in on FCS schools and sweep. But, man, Bothwell Johnson and Keyshawn Schultz and Aiden Howard are all four commits I did not think Villanova was going to get. I just did not think that was going to happen. All of them were surprises. So that just lets you know the type of, what Villanova's doing, the type of atmosphere. Villanova being a good basketball school also helps. And then the same thing goes for, you know. So now you go to the offensive line, which is whew, Nick Torres. Yes, we need him back. Need experience on the offensive line more than anything to teach the other guys the, the, the strength because I think that's one of the hardest positions Depends on where you're at. I think it's one of the hardest positions, underrated, harder positions you got. I said I said about Teamy. Teamy was at a starting uh, guard. Uh, Apia is gone. Like some MJ Dumas is gone. Corby is gone. Jesus. Just so, listen, but you still got guys like Ian Erickson. I love Ian Erickson, 6'6", 325, 2021 commit, very good signing. I, that was Jake Picard is still here. Wyatt Hummel, another guy who they're big on, 2020 commit. You have to look at these guys. Mazza is coming back. Matthew Mazza is still there. Still got Mazza. Experience is everything. I, I can't say how much I have to say when you value experience. James Petrovic is still there. Like, it, it's some experience on this line, but who's with Jaden Rowling is still there. Like, 
Love Nick Torrey. That's that's a leader. That's gonna be a leader of that whole line there. Steve Ain Voltaire. There are good it's, it's good talent on that line. Very good talent on that line. Offensive line who I think will start. I mean, you gotta look at Nick Torres, Mazza. Um You have to put in consideration the team he started in the South Dakota State game. So they have to think big of him. Ian Erickson's a guy I'm big on. Wyatt Hummel, I think, starts also. Wyatt Hummel starts. I'm big on Ian Erickson. I don't think he starts. I think Wyatt Hummel starts next. You got Wyatt Hummel. You got Timmy. You got Nick Torres. Jaden Rollins. Jake Picard. That's a good five. Jake Picard. Timmy. Got Jake Picard. You got Timmy. I mean, you got Wyatt Hummel. Those are like Jake Bacard, Nick Torres, and Wyatt Hummel are three guys that I, I think definitely get on there. Then you got Timmy. And you got Mazza. I think those are the guys you look at. But there's so many good other guys. Jake Bacard's another one. I mean, you just it's going to be a good battle. But that's my only thing. Like, who's ready? Are they ready? I think if there's one guy I had to say was definitely ready right now, Nick Torres is ready. Damn good lineman. But and these guys are talented. I just want to know who's ready. That's it. Jaden Rowling's another big, big guy. Big guy. Reminds me so much, you know, of other guys that played, big guys that played there. You know, Paul Gratton. He reminds me, his toughness and his, his talent reminds me of guys like Gratton, like Doomis, like up here. Let me go to the defensive line. Defensive line, see, this is different. This is different, man. I mean, Fish is gone. Fallon's gone. You know, you got Zobel coming back. But you got Jake Green. You got Aiden Howard. You got C.J. Presley coming up. This is this is the great. They just got Michael Kennedy in 2022. Let's see what he does. But I doubt he comes in and just automatically. Obina, um, I always try to pronounce the name. But Obina, I'm going to say Obina. But it's Novo Bodo. Excuse me. Obina Noah Bodu, that that should be. He's from Delaware. This guy now. See, when I saw his tape, I said, "I see," because I didn't even know this was the guy near signing day where they signed him. And I'm just like, "Who is this guy?" So I looked at his tape and I was like, "What?" And the, these recruit like I had never saw his tape. I had never saw games, and I just said to myself, "Wow, how did I miss this Delaware prospect?" Because I missed some. And he has, he's 6'3", 290. Size is everything, man. The athleticism, especially on their line. And I think more and more, Ross Pennypacker every year is starting to get better and better at what he does at the recruits they get. We go more into uh, the line. I just think Aiden Howard and Jay Green are two guys you need to watch out for. I think Zobel could be in the middle. This is what I think. Jay Green, Aiden Howard, Zobel. 
and but I could be wrong. But that looks like Aiden Howard is a three-star beast. Jay Green is a whew, he's a monster. It's a monster. Another offensive lineman I forgot to mention. Um, he came last year. That's Eric Boskett. He's another talented guy, but the guy I don't see freshmen breaking out like that right now. Not them. But it could happen though. It's just such a good pool of talent in the offensive line. Such a good pool of talent. So you just have to we just have to see what happens, but it's just a good pool of talent. But who is ready though? Some talent won't be ready certain years. Are they ready now? Have they got the system down now? Defensive line, I just want to focus on them because and then it's guys like Johnny Holt Jr. that they're recruiting. They're recruiting other guys. Uh, to, to show the line's getting more athletic and more productive, more better players on that offensive line. C.J. Presley's a guy you have to watch out for. Another talented guy out of a Philadelphia prospect. And you look at the linebackers. See, the linebackers, listen, they just got J.R. Strauss. They just got Turner Ends at linebacker coming in as recruits. Like sickening. The two talents they are. You still got Timothy Ferguson. You still got Josh Slay. You come in with the cornerbacks. And who I think starts at linebacker next year, that's going to be the – now, that's a hard one. That's a lot of talent, though, floating around there. I think Josh Slay gets his chance. No question. Josh Slay gets Timothy Ferguson. They get their chance. Owen Thomas. I think that could be the, the first three. Now, the fourth guy, who knows who comes in there. Is it Inge? Is it Strauss? You got Jordan Nelson. You got Brendan Bell. Which one of those? Is it Bell? Bell's been a great standout performer. As a special teamer. They got a lot of good flexible talent there. People are not looking at this talented team. They're going to be one of the best teams in FCS again. They're going to be the same top five team they were last year. Because now you, these guys are all hungry. You know, they're so hungry. To to, to prove themselves. They're talented. Josh Slade was one of the hottest recruits they were after. Battling UMass. Timothy Ferguson came from Damascus. Played with Brian Bressy. And played with TDA with Ayo De Rajai. You got some bad boys. And Bell and Nelson are so uh, versatile. But you still got Andrew Strauss coming in. Now Strauss could start immediately. He could start immediately. So we're just going to see how that one floats. Now the cornerbacks, I mean, I said, I asked Ferranti about that. I mean, he really, I, I like that position being recruited more than anything. Sean Schultz is another guy. I'm really thinking that he, he, like, prepare for him. Prepare for him to be an impact next year. I mean, Christian Sapp. Schultz and Sapp alone, just in that back there, is going to be crazy. Like, John Roden didn't even get a chance to do it. That was my favorite cornerback out of all of them. But Ty Trini, Ethan Potter was unbelievable last year. Ty Trini was ready. Ty Trini was ready. Potter just came in there immediately and started. He, crazy impact. Same impact as Hayek, and both of them. 
Potter, Ethan Potter and Jaron Hayek were both guys that did their thing last year. All right, now we're talking about looking at so many other playmakers on this team. Jalen Howard is another guy on the D-line that you're going to see him start to get in there and get time. Shane Hartzell, I think he could start. The next, the fourth guy to start could be him. They raved about him. Daniel Smith, Forrest Ryan, they raved about Shane Hartzell. Chance Harley, another DB they got coming in. Jalen Goodman comes back with their leadership. Elijah Glover comes back with their leadership. Bryce Ganius in the defensive line impacted this year. Wow, that's another guy that could start. Could be Zobel, Ganius. And then you're just throwing up who else could start. It's a lot of talent on this team. They get Daniel Mueller, a guy that can uh, kick a punt. You know, we're going to see where they go on that point. William Bartell is coming back. Between those two guys, you got your – then you Devon Marshall is a guy – out of all the out of all the twenty twenty two recruits, who I think ends up, I think Potter and Glover and who starts, uh you got Potter, Glover, Goodman, and Waxter. I think all those guys could start next year. For the for the but you know, you also got anybody else they could throw in there, you know. Ty Trinity's the guy, it's the fifth guy, I think is the best one. I mean this if you look at the team. Ferguson's a monster. You're going to see what Ferguson does. You're going to see what Ferguson does. Shane Hartzell is another guy coming out of high school. I saw his games before they offered them, and I was like, wow, this was a, that was a good commit, good commit, Shane Hartzell. So people can't slack, oh, they're missing this guy, this guy's leaving. They recruited great the last because they recruited great now. Devon Marshall at cornerback, let me tell you something about him. If you're looking for, I, I don't know what they're going to really do. Is T.D.A.O. Durajahi going to do kickoffs? And then who does punts? Who? I mean, will it be Jaquan Allen? Or, or will it be Irene? Another speed burner. But Devon Marshall is ready to impact right now. I guarantee you the game changer you will get if you let, we'll see what happened on training camp, though. See if he earns it. But, man, I... The fact that he can kick off and punt return as well as be a, a good corner. He was a defensive MVP, like, of, the, of where he was at. Like, the man can do kickoff. When I saw this guy, I didn't even know that they was going to – that's another guy they think they was going to offer. I just remember seeing him t- return kickoffs. I said, who's this guy? And then I looked at his tape, and I saw him – like, I saw games where this guy returned kickoffs. The highlight game, highlights of the game. So I was like, all right, I need more game tape on him. And I saw him play cornerback, and I said, this guy is exciting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then I saw his highlight film after, you know, then they offered him, and I looked at his highlight film, his total highlight film. I just said, man, this, this is a blessing to me right here. All right, now, like I said, welcome with the 2022 commits. Um, so many guys that they got. Uh, Jonathan Wyatt is another cornerback coming. Tanner Maddox adds to that depth chart. Very talented quarterback. Popular among Penn State fans right now. 
Michael Kennedy, J.R. Strauss, Turner Inge. Good impact guys. And like I said, Nathaniel Hill's a big time player to look at. When you look at Penn State football, that's huge and that's big. We're going to the next segment, I got to do two segments because when you talk about these teams, you got to break it down. You got to break it down. You got to break it down. I'm feeling top five for Villanova right now. And you look at each position, and I give you the guys I'm more excited about, whether they start or not. Of course, Ricky Ortega at quarterback. I can't tell you how much I can't wait to see Ricky Ortega play quarterback. A running back is Eli Smith right now. I mean, but I got to say TDA Odorajayi, man. I mean, what he can do and what he's capable of doing, it's, it's like an equal thing to me. Wide receiver, Jaquan Allen. I've always loved Jaquan Allen. See what Pringle does next year and Hyatt coming back after impacting from their first season. Both of them. You guys are special. Daniel Lopez. Oh, my goodness, man. Ethan Carr. Jesus. Unbelievable. And Christian Sapp could play receiver, but to, he could play both at elite level. Christian Sapp is a guy, I'm, I, him and Schultz, I'm excited about. And Roden. I'm, those are not even the guys that Isis Wax is a beast. So is Jalen Goodman. So is Ty Trini. But, man, John Roden, Schultz, and Sap or some guys I can't wait to see get on the floor and make get on the football field and make plays. As far as linebacker, I always like Timothy Ferguson. He's a he's a he's a gorilla. He will grab you and thump you on the ground. Need that. Shane Hartsell, another guy. But Josh Slay, I've been waiting to see this man get down. Just excited about some Jay Green whenever he gets his chance. C.J. Presley from Philly, that man that can play. Aiden Howard, man, he was a highly coveted recruit. He could have went D1. He didn't. So could Schultz. They both could have went D1. We got two, those two guys, along with Bothwell and Johnson, are some real highly ranked three stars that could have went anywhere. Showed you what Villanova's doing with this team. So, man, listen, this is my first segment. We go Villanova. What I think will happen, I think they'll get the same record as next year. Will they win? This is the one I can't predict. But I know they'll be, they can be in a great still where they lost this year. They can do that. But what I saw in the South Dakota State game, the offensive line has to be more strong. Defensive line got to come with it. It's in the trenches. That game was one in the trenches. The offensive line and D-line is what run it for South Dakota State, man. At one time, it was the Pringle show. Then it wasn't the Pringle show no more. It was just like the the Isaiah Davis show. So I'm out of here, y'all. Uh, the first segment, second, we're going to come back. Penn State football. Get right to it. All right, this is your boy, Lita Johnson, and I'm out. Flow. In the flow, in the flow, like a photo, like a photo.
system everlasting. I can take. What's up, y'all? What's up? I'm back. Second segment of Follow the Leader, and we are going to talk Penn State, my man. Listen, I know people are just, oh, Penn State fans are worse. They almost like Philadelphia Eagle fans. I mean, they want blood when stuff is wrong, and everybody asks for Franklin's head. Well, y'all wouldn't even be 75 if it wasn't for Franklin. <laughs> just, keep it, just keep it real. They started out good, and when Clifford went down, it changed the whole scenery. It changed everything, man. Robeson wasn't ready. Talented guy. He just wasn't ready. Nothing you could say. He just wasn't ready. I think he'll go somewhere and do good with a start over, learn the offense, get a chance. But he was already, once things changed up on the coaching staff, he was already in for a different time. Looking at the quarterback now, it's going to be um, Clifford's coming back, so we ain't got to worry about nothing. Christian, we had to wait for Christian V. We had to wait for him because Clifford is back. And that's good. Everybody, oh, well, as long as you got a backup quarterback like that, you can really afford because Christian V did a hell of a job when he came in. He looked real good, real good. I know everybody like, Drew Allard, five-star. Listen, Drew Allard went to wait. I'm sure Franklin told him that. They got a real good quarterback room. But looking at now and um, look at what Clifford did when he first came before he was hurt. Now he he don't want to end his career like that. That's just Clifford's just like, oh man. I think Clifford comes in with a six year and has more experience than anybody. He'll be better than last year. It was like he was better this year when he started out than last year. The next thing you know, he got hurt. Things was different. This year, experience is everything. You can say what you want. Experience is everything in college sports. So I'm definitely going with a guy that was one of the top quarterbacks coming out of high school, having a sixth year in college football. That's big for Nova for him to come back. I mean, excuse me. Excuse me. Just had Nova segment, the first first segment here. Um for Penn State. And we go to the running backs. Running backs. Is Noah Kane still here? Yes, my man Noah Kane is coming back. Senior. Kavon Lee will be a junior. You still got Devin Ford. You got so many other guys. On this squad. Right now, they just got Nicholas Singleton. They got Trevon Allen. Katron K- Allen coming in from the 2022 class. Like, where did... Tch. If you just thought that the running back position was... Was hard, it's more hard now. I mean, it gets different. It gets different. 
with those two guys coming in. Kaziah Holmes is still there. That is a very talented room right now. And it's really going to be something because what if, I mean, Kane definitely gets it. But the second running back position makes you wonder who gets those. I mean, I know Lee does his thing. They got to honor what, Kev, uh, what Kevon Lee has done. But Nicholas Singleton is coming. He's coming, y'all. And he could get some time. I was I think Lee, I mean, but these guys are juniors and seniors, so you don't have to throw Singleton in there. You can put him back like they did Miles Sanders. Wait for him to get in there. Boom, there you go. It's his time. He's starting for an NFL team right now. But Singleton said one thing. They got all the Penn State fans achieving. Like, I want to follow the steps of Saquon Barkley. Everybody like, oh, my God. this You know what Saquon Barkley did at Penn State? Don't say that, my man. I mean, I. I understand it prior to the NFL, but man, he, he broke some records. We're not just talking about on the football field. We're talking about weightlifting, running, like this guy's good. He was he's an athletic monster, athletic freak. And you get in there with NFLs, nothing. You see how different people are when they get in the NFL. I mean, Saquon Barkley's still a good running back, but you know, he's been hurt, injuries. I honestly think he don't need to be in New York no more. But hey, that's another conversation. Rob receivers, big for Finn State. They, they always get a bunch of them. Keandre Lambert and Parker Washington are coming. Now, this is the, the, the hard thing, like, because there's no Cameron Sullivan Brown. The one guy I do like is Malik Mega. It's the one guy I really like and I think could be in that conversation. Let Parker Washington play slot. Could happen could happen Marquise Wilson what happens on that note with Marquise Wilson like seriously what, what, what happens there I mean to really look at Marquise Wilson I didn't see a super impact from him on the change to make you think that he's going to be there I think Marquise Wilson could possibly be back at the defensive backfield next year just too many guys coming in. Out of 2022 class, you got Caden Saunders, who could definitely demand time with Parker Washington. Definitely can. Anthony Ivey, PA prospect, six-ranked PA prospect, four-star, coming. Tyler Johnson. Another productive receiver coming. Amari Evans coming. This is just a that's just the competition. But guys like Caden Saunders and Aiden Anthony, I'll be watch out. But we want to go more in depth into other receivers hitting the market. Like you have to look at the guys they really went after. Harrison Wallace. Another guy that watch out for this guy. I love getting him out of Alabama. That was a good pickup. Liam Clifford is here with his brother. Watch out for that one. He's another talented guy. 
I was pissed when they didn't get Lonnie White. They would, I think he would have been starting. Not starting, but definitely getting time. Looking at guys that are receivers on this team. And those are your guys to be scared of. All of them, Tyler Johnson, Amari Evans, these guys are coming. Just, just even those guys. But the guys you got to look at is Caden Saunders and Liam Clifford. Those are the two guys I think you look at that could definitely get some time in there along with everybody else. I think it's another band of playmakers. Caden Saunders is whew, with Malik Mega. This is crazy. Jaden Dodden is, is, see, this is the guy with the size that nobody's even thinking about. So another guy's going to come in there. I can't wait to see who moves up these depth charts. There's a lot of talent on the field. It's a lot of talent. A lot of talent on the field. So it's going to be something to see which guys get their time. Due to so many, no real black-headed leader team, and we don't know if you're transferring. T.J. Jones transferred to UAB. It's just always crowded there, you know. And uh, Parker Washington and, and, and Deion- Keandre Lambert, they made it. You know, they, that's just what happened. Two guys, very talented. This in their whole field. So this is big to look at where Penn State is right now as far as receivers. They got receivers. They got guys that can play. They got playmakers. Tight end, Theo Johnson, Tyler Warren, and Brenton Strand. You should be more happy about them than even the receivers. I mean, Penn State has a team. They have a good team. Kaziah Holmes, Kevon Lee. We're just going back to Devin Ford. This is a team that's stacked. The quarterback just needs to be ready. When the quarterback is ready, when Christian V played like that, when Sean Clifford played those good games, you see how good this team goes. I think Malik Mega is a guy you definitely have to watch. Jaden Dodden, experience. But Caden Saunders is coming. I think he gets time. I think he gets the ball. I'm sorry. I think he gets the ball. Malik Mega proved what he can do. Saunders gets the ball. They got so many guys on, on on recruiting classes like Jerry Cross and like they're ready for war. Defensive line. If you're looking at the defensive line, you're looking at guys who left, transfers from Temple, Arnold left. Are you still got Kaziah Izzard who ended up coming in there starting, which was big. Atanzo leaves, grad transfer. Fred Hansen's gone. But Devine Ellis is ready. He's ready. Smith Valbert, ready for it. Nick Tarbaturton, ready for it. Soraya Fisher and Adiza Isaacs are two guys you got to watch out for. And Emine Vanover. Those three right there alone are monsters. Brandon Smith is going to the NFL. So now it's time. Kobe King. I'm Kobe King. Catshaw could start, but Kobe King is a bad boy. Ellis Brooks is gone. Tyler Elsden is definitely going to move up. Curtis Jacobs, it's time. It's his time. Samari Budden, it's, listen, it's next man up. Let's just see how these linebackers move.
in this class, you got Abdul Carter, Keon Wiley, just in this class. This class alone. This class alone. This class alone. This class A loan. The linebacker and core is steady getting so many, you know, different guys coming in and that are talented. I'm I'm really lucky to be able to witness this because I'm really trying to see what happens with this linebacker core. Like at one time, LBU was before Franklin came, was in dire help. Now LBU got some guys. I'm looking to see this team really get down on this roster. You look at the whole roster of Penn State and what they bring. Cole Brevard, a defensive tackle. Definitely coming in. The, you got to watch Cole Brevard is another guy you have to look at. Fatuma Moba, another guy. These guys are all ready to come in and produce. These were all guys recruited that are going to be ready. In the cornerback field. Now, when we get to the cornerbacks, this is different because I still think Marquise Wilson can end up being a cornerback. I mean, he's an athlete right now. You could put him anywhere. That just shows you the confidence they have in him to be a receiver or a cornerback. He could end up playing both. Look at that quarterback. Johnny Dixon could be a starter coming back. Zeke Whitley. Zaki Wheatley is another guy to look at. Joey Porter Jr. is going to have a heck of a season next year. He's going to be an NFL prospect. Could possibly be a first-rounder. A.J. Linton. Coming back. Him and Joey Porter, I expect to start. Big key transfer for Villanova. Daquan Hardy, another tough cornerback. Penn State has been recruiting good. That's just not the problem. People are looking at coaching. There's some play calls that are questionable. But it's not like you go at Franklin for things that are happening. We want to go back and we want to talk about what they did during the season, which is big. I mean, if we want to talk about Sean Clifford and what he did, of course they needed him back. This wasn't even 2,912 yards, 20 touchdowns, six interceptions, not a 62% from the field, not bad at all. When he came back, he just wasn't the same. That's just what it is. Check out how you want that's how, That is it. 
In the rushing field, I just think more could happen. There wasn't enough rushing from Penn State. Penn State needs to get their running game going. This is ridiculous. When your leading rusher is 510 yards in the Big Ten. And you got rushers everywhere else, like Ohio State and Iowa, killing it. You're not going to get nowhere unless you get you a good 800-yard, then a couple 500-yard ones at the end if you ain't going to have a 1,000-yard rusher. Penn State needs a 1,000-yard rusher. They need that. 100 carries from, from Lee and Kane. Like, Kane wasn't even there. And Lee still had 104 carries? Love it. I expected Love it to do more. I just I just felt like that was a, a cheat code. It was just a cheat to even have him there. Devin Ford averaging with his 13 rushes at 57 yards, 4.4 yards per carry. Let these guys run. Kaziah Holmes, 5.4 yards per carry. I know it's only five rushes for 28 yards, but 5.4 yards per carry. What are we talking about right here? These guys are picking up yards, just even with the little stuff they're getting. Talk about making up your time. And then you got Nicholas Singleton and, and, and Katron Allen coming. They have to find out a way to get that running game going. The offensive line. Of course, this is huge. Offensive line has received Walker. To be making his climb back. Caden Wallace, Golden Israel Chumba, Sal Warmly, Alu Fashanu, Bryce Effner, Drew Scruggs. They're not losing. Nick Dawkins is coming. He's still back. Landon Tengwall, another highly touted guy. Ibrahim Traor. These are all big time. These were all big recruits. These were all recruits, guys that were coveted. Big guys, 318, 326, 6'5, 6'6. Dawkins, 6'4, 312. Efner, 6'5, 305. Guys that can move you. They have a line. But these guys got to play. Is talent leaving? What's going on? That running game was the most disappointing thing to me. Because when your quarterback goes out, you need to depend on your running game to try to balance the team. It's too much dependent on these receivers. Looking at the receivers... And what they bring to the table, I mean, yeah, they did their thing. Dotson was another level, okay? Let's not compare him to anything. Parker Washington almost had 1,000 yards, 722 yards over 700. Keandre Lambert is always 447 yards, but look out for him. Brent Strange showed it. Theo Johnson, they showed it. Tyler Warren showed it on occasion so many times. Things just have to happen in that essence. The defense, I mean, of course you could play some on cornerbacks, but 
just think the offense just wasn't ready a lot of times. And then the cornerbacks have to be better. It is what it is. Manny Diaz is there, though. <laughs> Things are going to change. Things are going to change. That was such a – it was bigger than any recruit they got. Yeah, Manny Diaz. But they got two head coaches on there. You got the head coach of a defense. Real that that this going to be super good for Villanova's defense. That defense, to me, was the other besides the running game on offense because the, the receivers and Clifford, as much as Clifford, whatever, they got to run the ball. They got to run the ball. Defensive stats. Looking at Villanova, it's kind of crazy. Look at the guy, Ellis Brooks, had 100 tackles. Did his thing. Smith, 81. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about Jair Brown, Brisker. Let's talk about nine and a half sacks for Arnold. Arnold's going to be drafted. Arnold E's going to be drafted, no question. Jesse Lucchetta is always a, a workhorse. Curtis Jacobs is going to be a star. Joey Porter. Tangelo came in. He did his thing. But it wasn't as big as it should have been. They needed more out of the defensive line. They needed more out of the look at Mustafa. He's gone. PJ Mustafa, he's he's gone. But he does his thing. But I really feel like it could have been a better, better deal for him. Zaya is it really showed what he's made of. Really did. And he's gonna be somebody to look at. That's going to stand out next year. Devon Ellis is ready. Keaton Ellis is ready. Got so many others coming in that I have names. Zaria Fisher. Zaria Fisher and um, Adiza Isaacs are two guys I'm really expecting to really show up. Like we need, they need that pass rushing. Um, they need these guys to come in and impact. I don't even know how much you could say that about impact. Impact. They need pass rushing. Twenty one sacks. Twelve interceptions, and you know you're looking at so many guys that got their hands on it, on the ball. Jair Brown was a big time guy. Brisker was. I really think both those guys get drafted. Daquan Hardy is a very, very underrated player. Very underrated. They got to go in there and they got to get takeaways. They got to go in there and they got to. A.J. Linton is a guy. Look out front. We need to see him. Be as good as advertised. Are there any other guys that we're looking at that could possibly come in, 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 in as a freshman? Is it? Cam Miller? Could Cam Miller be that guy? Christian Driver at safety, another very talented guy in the failed legacy. 
KJ Winston, because he coming in. High three star. Tyrese Mills out of Lackawanna again. 12th ranked recruit out of that community college field. Third ranked at his position. Second ranked in the state. Another guy. You have to be excited about seeing another Lackawanna guy come at the, in the defensive back and seeing Brown and Briscoe. And the guy is talented. The guy is a beast. It's so much that Penn State has to really, like, that's the big things to me. I think the running game could have, if the running game was producing, it could affect the defense too. The offense has to be at a balance. It's not at a balance. So all the pressure's on the defense. All the pressure's on the defense. Jalen Reed is a guy. Zaki Wheatley's a guy. Jeffrey Davis Jr. is the guy. And they were after him. Huge. They were really after him. Enzo Jennings, another player. Did we forget about the 2020 class? And what they got out of the 2020 class. It's time for these guys to do it now. Enzo Jennings is a very highly coveted guy. Talked about. Offensive lineman Jimmy Chris. Joseph Johnson. Another talented guy back there. It's just time for these guys. Twenty twenty was the class where they hauled in a lot of guys. And then 2020 and 2021, I mean, these these were classes where, you know, they weren't like super ranked, but these this was a lot of talent they got. Brandon Taylor, another guy at defensive end. Bryce Mustella, another guy at defensive end. These are all, it's going to be a good round of players, but I, I'm naming you some key players, no question. You know, I, I name guys and I name key players, guys I expect. And Enzo Jennings, I'm looking for him to get down. I'm looking for him to be a big, big, like now that Brown and, and uh, Briska are gone, Enzo Jennings, it's, it's, it's time to play ball. They could even put Marquise Wilson back there with Enzo Jennings. You still got Jerry Porter Jr. and Johnny Dixon. I mean, there's no rush of nobody. So you can just put the depth and let them flex, and that could be your starters. Linebackers, you got King. If we're looking at the depth chart, if we're looking at who comes in there, because they always talk about these King boys. These King boys show out. So Kobe King could definitely be the next middle linebacker. Tyler Elson, Jamari Budden, we'll see what happens on it. But, you know, you got Curtis Jacobs and I think Curtis Jacobs and King are definitely in there. It's going to be a battle between Budden and Elsden. You see who comes in there. Abdul Carter, all these guys are coming.
Keon Wiley is another. He just continues to he continued to rise. He did. He continued to rise. So this is going to be something to look at. Keon Wiley could come in there and get him. But Button's talented. Charlie Catch here, we forget about him from PA. He's a he's a hard, he's another talented guy, but you know, he'd be injured. And there's other talented guys that are more talented than Kane, but can catch here, go over them because he knows offense, his defense more. He's been in there. This is big. Your key returner could be Marquise Wilson. You got a punter that was uh Also, put in there, you know, you got the punter that was recruited. Stout is out of here, gone. Pinnacle is out of here, gone. So, this becomes different now. Hakeem Beeman. Another man. He's another guy. Another guy. Like, does he start? Does he start in the tackle? Does he's been doing it? Does he do tackle or does he do defensive end? I mean, they have talent. The thing is, guys have to. They need pass rushing. They need more takeaways. They need those. Especially pass rushing. You have to knock off these quarterbacks, especially with the talent you're getting. So Diaz, I cannot wait to see what happens. Especially going further with recruiting, what he's done with the Hurricanes. Now they're really going to go into Florida. I mean, when you when you're a head coach, you already got certain recruits already under your tuck. Certain states, certain cities, certain parents, certain places. Certain high schools, even certain colleges. There are guys who probably left or committed elsewhere because you're not there. So transfer portal becomes a weapon because now guys that transfer could come to you. This is big news with Manny Diaz being a defensive coordinator. Big news. They could become him and Franklin, a dynamic force. Got good guys over there. Now, it replaces the impact that Sean Spencer had. Now, the recruiting is going to get even better. But the coaching, the play calling, yes, I can't just not call out Franklin, but he's a good coach. He just play calling. But it's one thing when your defense is not there. They started out cool. Then the defense got bad. They started out really kicking. People were hype about Penn State. Then, boom, defense went down. But when your quarterback goes out, a guy that's a leader on your team, this is your leader. Then when you go into the offense, you got to depend on receiving all the time. You can't even run the ball. It's crazy. It is. So listen, man, um, I'm going to get back. Um, roll up out of here, man. Just wanted to preview. Next time you see me here, um, 
I'm going to get at y'all about Penn State versus I'm going to get at you about Penn State. Versus. Arkansas. And um, that's a big one there. Arkansas has a good team. So next week we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that on Penn State. Uh, how that's going to go. Everybody have a happy holidays. And continue to have one. Uh, R.I.P. Mom. R.I.P. Pop. And I'm out, y'all. Follow the leader. Follow me, follow me, follow me in the flow, in the flow, in the flow, like a photo, like a photo.